actually only better as we preview Kempton Warwick and Pudgestown on Sunday across the weekend. I hope you're all on my nap last weekend. Two to five the hill. Thank you for all your cards and presents, acknowledging my supreme talent. I can tell you there's plenty more where that came from. Isn't that right, Ken Blake? That's right. <laughs> yeah. On the hill. In, in all, so I was, Hugo. In all. If I, in I, all. I'll be looking to replicate as best I can going forward. It's not, it's not too many people, Tony Calvin, that will put themselves out on a limb like that, you know, just really go for the jugular and, and leave themselves exposed to whatever comes back. But I did it. I did it. Uh-huh. I'm telling you now, I don't know how you got the balls to do that. I, I, I would not be able to see, uh, lift my face anywhere again. Yeah, four pounds, sweet, right. sweet profit, bag of chips down the local chipper there, down I'm Barbara. telling you now, I'd buy that off you at the moment. Couldn't buy a winner. <laughs> I won't I won't lie, I'd have, I'd have swapped my um winning nap for that getting gin just for the reaction to be like uh, <laughs> Well we should we should give the proper credit to Killer Clown and Dan's nap as well, which puts Daniel Barber in the lead ahead of Kevin Blake. We'll give you the nap totals uh, when we decide our naps for the weekend at the end of the show. We have three um race course previews, gentlemen, to go through, so we're gonna kick it off. Uh, if you don't mind, and um, it's look, it's it is what it is in terms of cards and in terms of the standard of racing before Cheltenham. This is what we normally get, but we will do our very best to give you a steer. Uh, in Kempton, the one thirty-two is the free bets handicap chase. It's two and a half miles, and Champagne Court is your five to two favorite at the time of recording. Foxborough for Robert Walford is three to one. A uh, cap or tie at seven to two. Fanzio eleven to two, and it's seven to one. Bar Kevin Blake. Um, tricky little puzzle here. Have you got a strong view on this one? Yeah, I thought Champagne Court was very solid at the front end, Hugo. Um, when they sent him chasing initially a few years ago, like he took off all of a sudden and kind of found a stone plus of improvement. Um, went a little bit off track thereafter, um, but they've switched him back to hurdles um, this season. And he managed to get his head in front at Exeter last time. And now with his confidence and everything else and having got back to winning ways, um, his mark of 130 back over fences looks like one that could potentially be exploited. Um, I'm thinking track and um, trick, trip and track even will suit yeah. him quite well. And um, yeah, I thought it was a race that would suit him. And at the front end of the market, Hugh, I thought he was a one that could get us off to a good solid start. Okay, five to two, not a bad price as well, TC. Uh, are you in agreement or will you differ with Kev? No, I was. I did an anti-post column on Tuesday and I was on an hour about putting about eight to one then. They were about 17 in the race and this is races cut up massively so I'm a bit gutted I didn't uh, no I can fully see it all the reasons Kev said um, you know we've been running competitively of higher marks than this over fences last time the only worry is that he wasn't the most fluent over fences and it's not a gimme that he's going to translate that recent good hurdles form uh, back to fences but if he does he's certainly not on a decent enough mark there's a couple in there that are quite interesting the ground being, I'm working on the bases around that good soft. I think Falco Blitz is interesting off a falling handicap mark. And be interested if there's any money for Locks Corner. I saw the 14s in the marketplace went on Thursday afternoon. Uh, Stables coming back to form. A Locks Corner was 144 rated horse not so long ago. It's now back to 130. So Locks Corner could be a springer for the JP McManus mob. But uh, no, I think Champagne Court is very solid and around about 11 to 4 on the exchange win only. I think that's a very fair price. Yeah, switching defences after the last three runs were all over hurdles, including the last one at Exeter, Dan. Are you going to make it a hat-trick here? Champagne Court all the way! Indeed I am. Indeed I am. And I I, I won't... I'll declare this too. I think the two biggest dangers are the two that Tony's mentioned, just because of what might happen if they rode Falco Blitz positively again and he gets back to that... uh, that form from Sandown last season, for instance, he'd be dangerous. And Locks Corner's obviously dropped like a stone in the weights and has got a good record fresh. But 
this is a very hard favourite to knock for me. Larkin Williams has ridden him three times out of interest. He's been second, second and one on him on those three occasions. And he just goes back chasing now in much better form. This was a horse I tipped when I was probably badly out of form, admittedly, for the um, the Badger Bay last year. And he was off about 140 that day and his race was ended by an early blunder. So if I was putting up for one fo- for that off 140, I'm duty bound to put him up for this off 130, a weaker race that probably won't test jumping that much. And he arrives there in really good nick over hurt from his time over hurdles. Okay, good stuff. That's uh, that's all all round then for Champagne Court. So that's the one to get stuck into an opening race at uh, Kempton, 132. 205 then is the Silviniaco Conti uh, chase. It's uh, two and a half miles. Mr. Fisher, I think, uh, was the King Georgie last run in, uh, on the 26th? Mm, but um, yeah. He's here. He's 11 to 8 favourite, um, drifting slightly from 5 to 4 earlier this week. Rouge 5th for Paul Nichols is 11 to 4. El Dorado Allen at 3 to 1 for Colin Tizard. And you've got Deffy Desoy, who's still knocking around at nine to two um tc yeah, yeah i mean look 11 to 8 mr fisher i mean he was pulled up in the king george so i don't know how much yeah. you can take out of that but what do you think about this it's a desperate race for the money isn't it i mean the the sponsors up to 20 grand to um to 80 grand this year and uh they've been rewarded with this it's a it's a pretty pitiful turnout for the prize money you know four nominally good horses but um you know three of them are been running really, really badly, and uh, the horse that has come in here on the back of some decent runs, El Dorado Allen, is carrying a six-pound penalty and probably the, the least talented on um, ability. So, El Dorado Allen is probably the most solid. Uh, like the first race we just uh, mentioned, I can't, you know, their tactics and pace-wise is really up in the air as well. So. I think the, the, the solid one is El Dorado Allen, but if the other three come back to form, we'll probably finish fourth. So it, this is the archetypal no-bet race. No-bet for Tony Calvin. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I, to be honest, I, my one view is I wouldn't touch Mr Fisher at five to four as he yeah. was. Um, I mean, he's finished. he's failed to complete more than he's completed in recent times. One of those completions was just a match race pretty much against Froden at Sandown last season. And the others, when he won the Peterborough chase that was moved to Cheltenham earlier in that campaign, he was pretty lifeless, didn't jump well on his return. Went back in at five to four, but it's Tony's same. I mean, the, the Tizard horses still aren't right for me. They've had a couple of winners lately, but they're not firing. That might be a knock on Eldorado Allen, who is obviously solid otherwise. Defidesai, I thought he ran really poorly first time back. That was a worrying performance. And Rouge Viff, I like the angle that Nichols has now got him and he should be better for that reappearance. But I've got no idea if he wants two and a half, an extended two and a half on softish ground. That'll be, that is an unknown. So, yeah, no bet race, undoubtedly. Yeah, Defidesai, Kev, has been so disappointing for so long now. I mean, you can't even say, like, you hope that he comes back to former glory because I can't even remember what his former glory was like. It's been that long since he ran well, but... Um, I'd like to see him run a good race here, but I mean, you just could have no confidence in him whatsoever. No, she couldn't have confidence in any of these really. El Dorado Allen, as TC says, is probably the most solid. Uh, and look, that's where I'm going to go with the prices. Um, like, you know, Triple Track is going to be fine for him. You know, he comes into it in reasonable form. Uh, and that's more than you can say about much of the rest. So, mm. yeah, a bit of a disappointing turnout for the, for the money. Uh, you know, just a nightmare sort of a makeup. The market will be interesting later on, but, but outside of that, El Dorado Allen. Yeah, good stuff. If okay. I could, if, if I could lay Mr. Fisher at five to four on the exchange, I definitely He'll would. Drift I mean, I'd, I'd rather, the, I'd rather the three running for me. I mean, yeah, even if they've got doubts about them themselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff, lads. That's the Savinniaco County Chase. Then the Lanzarote is the feature on the card of Kempton. Uh, two miles 
five furlong. It's a listed handicap hurdle, as uh, you're probably familiar with. Marie's Rock, my old pal, is in here for Nikki Henderson at five to one. Uh, she appeals to me, I have to say. Uh, Jelino Bello at 11 to two for Paul Nichols. You've got Green Book at six to one. Chittabello is uh, 15 to two for Dan Skelton. Earth Lord, nine to one, and it's 10 to one bar, Dan. Um, I, I have to say, I'm going to stick with Marie's Rock here. I've always liked her. I mean, she's let me down once or twice, but um, generally runs her race, and I will be with her given the allowance. Well, well she was really good the other day in that slowly run race, wasn't yeah. she? She obliterated that anti her who'd been winning everything for John Joe, mm. and she's not a many goes around the trip. So I can see it, but it will be a different type of races. Now, this is probably just a function of the fact it's a big field competitive handicap, but. It occurred to me, I thought, I can never remember horses making all in this race. It doesn't seem to happen. It always seems to suit something that's held up. And I did look back. Last nine renewals, sorry for reading it, um, six have been won by hold-up horses, three by horses that have raced handily. But the three who raced handily were Yala Enki, Tifa 2, and William Henry, who blatantly on the day, William Henry's running again, but he's nearly old enough to smoke now. Um, <laughs> they were all absolutely thrown in. So... Other years, Boran Bell last year came from off the pace, produced late. And I think there's loads of pace here. So I'm going to nick an old favourite of Tony Calvin's as my main play. And that will be Don Levant each way. I'm not saying 142 is an absolute gift. But with the extra places, etc., you just know he's going to tank through the race out the back. Mm. I'm not that bothered about the dropping trip. He's got plenty of pace. And it just looks a perfect setup for him with the likes of On My Command, Comanche Red, horses like that. have all made the... The running before and likely to do so again and just one other at a massive price a bit of hendo tombola about this whether he bounces back or not but call monte cristo oh come on cristo. Oh, monte okay. cristo i couldn't have called me lord after that experiment chasing mm. but monte mm. cristo looked really good when he won at this track last season and then he was very unlucky not to finish in the first handful at cheltenham now he ran badly on his return but it was a strong race he might be better for it and getting back to kempton might help him too plus he'll be mid midfield or further back so he won't be anything to do with a potential pace collapse lovely okay 25 to 1 nice price um at the time of recording and um, where have you come down on this one kev it's uh, wide open really i mean you can make a case for a good few of these ah massively yeah i was siding with up for parole um oh but the wonderful the wonderfully named sir chips keswick is a name we all know <laughs> he's got i think he's, he owns he's got a massive stake in arsenal i think hasn't he he's, Has he's, he? a, he's a banker I he's think. not yeah. sure a few quid Oh, how dare you call him? I tell you what, when I was looking through those BHA um, committees the other day, I found uh, Hopper Cavendish. Now, I'm, <laughs> I, I want him. I'm sure he used to. I'm sure he used to serve down my local boozer in the council estate. Old Hopper. Yeah. yeah, he's one of he's one of the um, one of the South London Hopper Cavendishes, isn't he? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, look, look, he's generally unexposed, isn't he? And they, they, they went chasing with him. Um, he came from a point-to-point background, so they were probably looking that way the whole time, but um, it didn't go well. He had kind of a disastrous chasing debut with Foz and and they stuck him straight back over hurdles, and, and he got back on the up fairly quickly. Um, he's a simple enough ride, I'd say, as, as Dan mentions, plenty of pace here. I'd say he'd be happy enough tracking it. Um, he's stepping up in trip, which I think would be fine for him. And he's up six pounds, which I didn't think was brutal. So I'm hoping he can maintain his upward swerve and uh, get the job done for Sir Chips Keswick. Come on, Lovely. the Chips. <laughs> Ten to one time recording. Um, Dan already mentioned Don Levant. Tony, is he uh, a horse you're going to yeah. side with again here or are you going to go elsewhere? No, uh, for the, I have, I am, I'm going to be backing him. Uh, okay. I'm going to be backing him. I'm going to look to back him at win only about 16s on the exchange. I think 
the handicapper, handicapper could have upped him after that run last time because uh, Isabel Williams couldn't claim there as well. So uh, yeah, I think I think Don Levant, um he's definitely one of my three I'm playing here. But the two I'm tipping are Chitabello. I'm tipping yeah. the two oldies but goodies here. Yeah, Chitabello, yeah. the 11 year old. Um, obviously had obviously they thought they might um, retire it after picking up a bad injury last season, but two very promising rides. You know, very kind rides. Um, eye to the future, getting back, finishing off his races. So he hasn't been unduly punished on his on his two starts this season. The handicapper's dropped him five pounds. So he's, you know, he's he's given a tick to the, that kind of a slowly, slowly approach. And yeah, he's now back on a, on a really, really good mark. I think two mile five these days as an 11-year-old is going to suit him better than, than his winning county hurdle days. And I just think, He's know. tough as old boots as well. He's a right tough horse. Like he was racing. Well, like, well, like I say, it's, it was a really bad injury apparently. So obviously they've nursed it back to health. And because this race this year is, they've given it a fifty-five grand uh, boost from forty-five grand to hundred grand. Oh, a, lot of a lot of trainers have been have been looking at this race and working backwards from it. I'd be amazed uh, if if this isn't the plan, you know. And we all know Dan Dan Scales an excellent target trainer, so he's the one. I'm backing him win only on the exchange. I think 15 to two with the sports book, even though they're playing six places, is a little bit skinny. I think it might drift because it was 20s early in the week, so it has been back well during the week. I think it might drift out again, so I'll be looking at 12 to one plus for that on the exchange. My main bet is one that Dan mentioned, and um, I've never had a fag in my life, but uh, come on the smokers for William Henry now. This isn't, I, I'm going to have a decent pop on this at 33, six way, six places, because, uh, again, um, Sam Thomas, everyone loves Sam Thomas for some reason. And, um, you know, he's obviously doing a brilliant, a brilliant job on it. But, again, I, I think he's got this horse. I think he's I think he's looked at the horse. He's looked at this 100 grand prize. And he's been running over a trip. To, everyone knows his horse doesn't say three miles. So he's had two, two runs over three miles this season. The handicap has still dropped in 10 pounds for those two efforts. Now, this horse is now six pound lower than winning this race in 2018. Only five starts ago, he's rated 157 after winning the National Spirit. And he just looks, you know, back back in trip to a track that he's won um, he's two from two on, obviously including this race four years ago. Uh, he, he, I just think, even though he's 12, the old man of the party, I just think the handicap has given him an absolutely huge chance. They, they, all these best runs are in cheap pieces. They left the cheap pieces off last time at Wing Canton. They're back on. And what's really, not many, you don't see many 12-year-olds wearing a first-time tongue tie either. So I think this is D-Day for this horse. Mm. Um, uh, and I just think 33 with, this, with the extra places is, is massive. So... Uh, Probably the best three-pound claimer around in Britain, anyway, as well. Yeah, well, you you big up every single claimer you do, don't you? Yeah, I've got to see him on You want to be you want to be For everyone that should get for every for every horse that every jockey that should get more rides, you should say on TV. Every every jockey that should get less wrong. That what it is, yeah. 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 It's somewhere. Yeah. The, pen, the pendulum has to go both ways, Daniel. For God's sake, William it's Henry the only Stompo. it's the only industry which I'm told the most the participants. So maybe I should. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, be no danger get beaten up. I, I tell you what, just before we came on air, did you hear that breaking story that uh, they're going to have to rename Midget Gems? Serious story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw, yeah. Complaints. I saw Piers Morgan, no Piers Morgan um, getting yeah. Snickers in his wrist about it again. He gets Appa Snickers. Apparently, Daniel Barber and Declan Ricks were two of the complainants. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I've, been, I've been writing letters for years. Thank God. Yeah. The local, Justice. local sweet shop has been bullying the two boys for years every time they go in. Christina Kempton is the last one we were talking about before we move to Warwick, lads. It's the safer gambling handicap chase over three miles. Um, Smarty Wild for Philip Hobbs is your three to one favorite. Caribbean Boy, who I think Kev napped up last time, uh, either when he fell or when he was one of the gentlemen, is at 10 to three. Kitty's Light, four to one. Strictly a dancer, six to one. Wishing and Hoping, seven to one. And it's 10 to one bar, including Atois Phil, who TC put up the last time and didn't. Um, he, he ran an okay race, just kind of just faded into the background. Um, so, Kev, you can kick us off here. Are you going to go Caribbean Boy again or are you going elsewhere? Yeah, look, the, the Midget Gems boys have got uh, have got their justice. I'm going to look for my justice with Caribbean Boy here because, um, as you say, I, I napped him up last time yeah. in, the, in the Silver Cup and he fell at the first in, in, in an um, almighty anticlimax. But uh, the angle remains much the same, except we get to see it in, in calmer waters here, I think it's fair to say. Um, the view was the step up to three miles would suit him very well and the addition of cheek pieces would help him. He'd run very well in kind of two of his last three starts in, in very competitive company, and, and he got no further than the first. It was just one of those things. So um, he's carrying top weight here, but um, I feel it's it's calmer waters than, than we were napping him in last time. So um, we'd better go again. Uh, it'd be pretty sick than if we didn't, and he went and got the job done. So Caribbean boy, uh, for all reasons mentioned, will do for me. Hugo. Great. Okay. Good stuff. Going in again, and hopefully he manages to survive the first fence this time. And the round. second, and the third, and so on and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Calvin. Um, I did watch that race at Twelve Field the last time, and he did. Yeah. He travelled well throughout. He just didn't find as much yeah. coming up the hill the last time, but he ran a good race. Are you prepared to go in again, or have you seen something else? I, here? I, I, I tip like Kev last time. I tip Caribbean Boy, um, and I was toying with tipping him at eights and nines earlier in the week, but I didn't. And the, again, this is another race that's cut up massively. So. Even though he's down to about seven to two, and I think he'll be about fours on the exchange win only, uh, I can definitely see him. I might play him as a saver, so I don't lose on the race if he wins. Uh, right. But I am going to give Atwal Phil another another go. He was twenty fives on Monday. He was fourteen. You tip it anything that isn't twelve. Hey, eh? no. Are you tipping anything you. that isn't twelve? He was like he's already been nibbled on Thursday uh, afternoon. He was four into twelve, so I think twelve is still big. The reason being, I, like I said, I, I looked at that race carefully last time, and I went back to look at it a couple of times. He was travelling well out the back, wasn't put under undue pr uh, pressure, and um, he was actually running on a bit there. And obviously at twelve, uh, he's I think he needs three miles now. He stays three miles. Uh, handicap has dropped him six pounds. He's he's back. Uh, we all know he's thrown in on his Irish form. He ran well at this meeting last year in the two mile four race. And I think the key to him might be he might he's, apparently he used to sulk in big fields when he was trained in Ireland. So I think the fact that all his best form and all his wins have come in small fields. So I think this small smaller field will suit. I think twelves is fine if it's still there when you when you when you're looking at this and listening to this. Uh, anything bigger than tens is a bet for me in Atwell Field. Uh, the two I liked most in the race were Caribbean Boy, agreed with Kev, and Atwell Field at double figure odds. Okay, so two good, strong shots for Caribbean Boy and Atwell Field once again for TC at 12 to 1. And last word to you on this race, then, Dan. Who do you fancy? Yeah, remember 12 months ago, hats off to the to the big fella when he put up double shuffle. He was all yeah, over for this race, weren't yes, you? Yes, yes, that in a race which I think is full of question marks, and there aren't many solid ones. I mean, Kitty's light is possibly the most solid, but I think this is about as sharp a test as he wants. And I wouldn't be surprised if Strictly a dancer bounced back. Now he's had a bit more of a break, but the only horse could really put up at the prices, and he's a rag of the field. Is double shuffle because 
He's not run at Kempton so far this season. We know he's got an outstanding record there. This angle is a recurring theme. First time tongue strap on a 12-year-old. Perhaps we're tapping into something lucrative here. But it's the same case with him as well. And I'm not saying he shaped well in two starts back because he really hasn't. And in fact, when he won it last year, he'd run okay the time before. He was prominent for a long way in a big field. But he's dropped down to 1-4-1 now. And he's had a little break. And I think the stable are going better than they were in the early part of November. So that was my only angle into a race that I thought was pretty nasty, to be honest. Back to the okay. scene of the crime, Dan. Back to the scene of the crime. It's the same race, isn't it? Yeah. When, exactly. No, when he finished second in the King George and the handicapper gave him 15 pounds. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolute yeah. shocker. Poor Who's horse King George? Is that the official crack? That's my yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, my bad. Right. Yeah, 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 poor horse didn't win for about two years. Took him that long to come back down. <laughs> that's um Literally. that's kept and done and dusted gents so we'll move on to warwick the uh, 118 is the first we're going to talk about it's the alder domain and Ackers edwards courage cup handicap quite a mouthful of this one but as um, there's only four runners so um it, if it, i don't know kev if we're if we were pronouncing this horse in irish it'd be brave shaska at five to four but I, I don't know if that's how they pronounce it over in the uk or not not available five to two sky pirates in there three to one and fast book is it seven to one, uh, Tony Calvin? So um, yeah, it's it's a very small field. Um, <laughs> it's not a, an exciting betting prospect. Um, I presume you don't have a strong view on this one, do you? I just want to know where all these two quality two mile handicap chases are. It's it's <laughs> you know everyone's calling for the Clarence House next week to be a, a handicap. I mean, there's just no handicap chases to actually fill these races. I mean, you made the point on weighed in. Um, it's just bizarre and. There was only eight of the five days stage. They're probably lucky to get four here. It's just a little, looks a looks a nasty little race to me. I did like um, the horse you mentioned, Brave Shaska, or whatever we're calling it. Uh, Ascot last time, um, you know, some informed horses there, and he won well. His dad's yeah. gone up nine pounds, but I thought uh, I thought that was fair enough given that. I mean, I wouldn't never wouldn't dream of having a bit in the race. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Dan, short and sweet for TC. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's never got a big feel. This has been six the last five years, but it's gone. It's lost a third of its runners this time around. It's not really to be sniffed at, is it? Um, Sky Pirate won it 12 months ago, and there is a scenario where Not Available and Brave Chess could take each other on and they tee up for him, but this is bottom of the pile for me, races I want to bet in this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Okay, short and sweet, Kev. Make it a clean sweep there. No, I like the the Pirate. I thought the Pirate's a fair price. Yeah, okay. Um, it is a model of consistency. We know he operates around here, this course of distance. Like he's been running very well this season. He's just been in, in deep old company carrying big weights and he's got top weight here, but like he's a class apart of these. He's 20, you know, he's officially 20 pounds more um rated higher than the rest. And of course, he has to carry the weight for that. But I just think he could outclass these in a race that might just set up for him uh, despite the small field. So I thought it was a fair price. No, I thought he. He should. Uh, I didn't. Certainly didn't think he should be third five of the mm. four. I thought he'd be. Uh, I think he'll go off shorter. You like the pirate? I tell you what. If you grow that fringe a little bit more, you'd be able to drop it down <laughs> over your eye, make an eye patch, and you could be a pirate. You're not far away, my friend. You're not far away. Uh, the one fifty is the weekly group Hampton Novices chase over three miles again. Uh, it's a very small field, gentlemen. And again, this is not going to be a betting prospect. I would imagine. Uh, Dan Barber. I mean, 300 through five is is two to one on here. I think I'm going to nap him this weekend. But I mean, (laughs) no, he's way too big for you. (laughs) Way too big a prize. Yeah, I mean, is there anything against the favorite here that you can make a case for, or or how do you see it? Just win. To be honest, I wasn't that impressed with him at Doncaster. I certainly yeah. won't back him at twos on. He was he was stuttering in defence. I don't know what the problem was. He looked a really good jumper prior to that. Maybe he was just dossing and not really concentrating. But 
there was at least three or four mistakes on the way around where the brakes were going on and he's giving weight to everything. But of course, you a lot of the others come with doubts. I'm not sure if any news suddenly wants three miles. I mean, the fact he's had a break and if he gets back to that Warwick form, it'd be interesting, it'd be a danger. But obviously the trip is a concern. He's up nearly a full mile. Doyen Breed has been doing it on the northern scene, but he has run to a pretty good level. That was a handicap last time off one four three. Mint conditions proven under similar conditions to this and has done very little wrong. And Mossy Fenn's a potential lurker, but I imagine he might need this run before um, before coming good later in the campaign. Similar view to the other race. I think if I'm going to do anything, I'd probably just lay three, three under three, five and hope one of the others comes good and uh, and wins. I'd do that on, on the Betfair Exchange, of course, and just hope that any news stays. I hope that Diane Breed and Mink Condition can bridge the gap. It was just his jumping, and this is one place where you don't want to be losing ground at fences because they come up so thick and fast. Yeah, absolutely. Kev, would you agree with all that assessment? Yeah, like I, I wouldn't. I was kind of... Hope my three under through five was my starting point. And after I kind of finished going through him and doing the videos, I'm like, right, definitely taking this spell on. But I just didn't find anything to get really enthusiastic about. Um, as Dan mentioned, like I just thought he was quite chancy last time at times. Like he left himself very long a few times and he was kind of taking chances. And um, to me, he looked like a horse that might be better suited going a bit shorter over fences. Um, so he, he didn't he wasn't exhibiting the best brain at his obstacles now in terms of working out where, when he needed to be short and long so um, I'd just be a bit worried about him that way I didn't find anything to get really enthusiastic to take him on with um, but I, I just would echo those concerns that, that Dan put out there and um, if someone wanted to to lay him um, I wouldn't be putting them off okay um, Tony I presume you have a short and sweet view as well yeah I mean the, but you know, I, I obviously I lay quite a lot on the exchange, and one thing we you've got to do when you are opposing horses these odds on shots is have, having a few running for you. I think if you lay three under through five here, I don't think you've got. I think you've maybe got one, maybe two running for you. So, I'd, in this kind of situation, I'll be inclined to to, to back one against it. Um, I'm not going to have a bet, but I was half tempted by mint condition at, at nine to two. <laughs> I think, um, you know, it was a good win last time, comes in in form. He was actually second in the grade two novice hurdle on this card last year when he just touched off by Adramel. So I think if you're laying him at twos on, I don't think you've got much running for you. So in that case, I think if you are going to pose a favour, I think win only on mint condition would be my avenue into the race, but no bet. Okay, good stuff, gentlemen. Um, short and sweet as well, and two very small fields. So we move on to the 225, the Ballymore Lemington Novices Hurdle. It's two miles five. Surrey Quest is your two to one favorite for Nikki Henderson. Party business, Reem Williams at nine to four. Viva La Via at five to one. Staghorn 11 to two, and it's 12 to one bar. Again, it's, it's a short little field. I think just the seven runners here, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Calvin. Yeah. And, um, does anything stand out? I mean, you've got the back end of the market here. You've, you, they're all nearly double-figure yeah. prices, but um, what do yeah. you like? Um, I initially looked at this race and I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to have a bet in this kind of race. Uh, the first two in the betting are pretty solid. Uh, then we went through all the videos and uh, I settled on Gentleman at Arms and I ended up backing him at 16-1. to 1. Um, Now, he was he was an errant but talented uh, staying handicap on the flat with Harry Dunlop and... Uh, mm. So obviously there's plenty of improvement in him if he's been trained by him. 
And um, he was bought for 40 grand by Stuart Edmonds. No, he is. He's rubbish. I don't know what you're laughing for. He is rubbish, isn't he? Harry Dunlop. Um, <laughs> I'm because you said it, yeah. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> but Stuart Edmonds, I've got a lot of time for. Uh, he picked this up for 40 grand. Didn't do a great deal on his hurdle debut behind Balco Coastal, but I think that was just a side to over two miles. We know from his platform, he's, you know, he's, he was going to come into his own on the stand trips. And he was, he was good last time at Huntington. He beat a 115 rated horse. Uh, an informed 115 rated horse, uh, 13 inches off levels. I know the I know the favourite uh, fell in that race, but it was still a good uh, form on on the ones that stood up. Uh, I think the further step up and trip will suit a horse that stayed two miles went on the flat. And I just I just thought, yeah, 16 to one. I, I thought I, I I wouldn't have him probably in double figures. I know he's got a lot to lot to uh, prove on form and time. But yeah, I I like that I like that Huntington win last time, and at sixteen to one, I'll take my chances. Said gentleman okay. at arms, good stuff, gentleman at arms, sixteen to one. Daniel Barber, where are you? I was also just looking at flat form again. This would be a this would be a very unconvincing and and not a strong view at all. But Staghorn was a really good horse on the flat, and he was a thorough stayer for a flat horse as well. Two and a quarter miles was no issue, and it just struck me that they've gelded him since that winning hurdling debut, which on the face of it was only workmanlike, but it almost suggests now, right, we're going to campaign him as a proper jump source. No, it wasn't just, oh, let's give him a spin over hurdle, see how he gets on. It looks like they're battening down the hatches now, and they're going to campaign him. And in terms of ability... It's hard to imagine any of these can really match him. I just thought he was slightly overpriced, 11 to 2.30, and when you consider how good he was on the flat. I mean, it's not a direct correlation, but if you ran any of these in some of the races that he ran in, well, they wouldn't be anywhere near, would they? And he jumped fine, I thought. I don't think he was anything flash. He could learn from it, though, and it's just an, an ability hunch and the fact that they've gelded in that interested me. Okay, good stuff, gentlemen. Let's move on to the 3 o'clock then, which is the... Azure Tour Classic Chase, three miles, five furlongs, so it's an absolute slog, this one. Um, Gary Cole Rock at four to one is your current favourite for David Pipe. Um, Corrick Rambler at nine to two, not a chance, 15 to two. Uh, Paddle Your Own Canoe is in there at 15 to two. Akil or Akili at nine to one, and it's 10 to one bar. Right, Kev, um, there's some some of the great and the good and the old in this one, and um, back for more here, but it's uh, it's it's obviously it's a, it's a marathon trip here. Who have you come down on, please? Um, uh, first and foremost, I'd be a little bit windy about going with the Fav now for for pipe, um, just because pipes have hit pipes, a bit of a yeah. They really yeah, are not good. Not form, exactly yeah. flying. Not exactly no. flying now. He's had a couple of months now where it's just been mm. pretty windy now. Um, and I know this horse has been running all right, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be a concern for a Fav. Um, I'm going back to. For looking for a repeat of 12 months previous, not a chance. Um, won this race last year and grounded out really well. That clearly stays very well. Um, he's completely unexposed over marathon trips, really. Um, and he showed in, on this occasion that he loved it. And look, gone off the boiler, but since to say the least, you know, pulled up three out of the four times, but but definitely showed a bit more promise last time. And I'm thinking the key will be the visor, sticking the visor on for the first time. I'd say it's no coincidence that they've waited until now to put it on. Um, you know, when a horse wins a race like this, that's worth this sort of money, you know, I think you, you, you can be pretty sure that Alan King has been, been, you know, shaping his campaign this season around getting him back here in top order. The visor goes on to sharpen him up, which he needs, I'd say, looking at him, he, he just... He's a thorough stayer that doesn't find that find it that easy to travel in his races. So I'm hoping the visor has the desired effect. Um, 
now I can't slag David Pipe without wondering about Alan King. He's gone a little bit quiet himself, um, but he has been having a few knocking on the door, so I'm hoping not a chance. Uh, will show Alan King to be a, a very good target trainer because I suspect this has been a target for a while with him. I like the hollow ginge here, Dan, um, at the prices, uh, not just because of the name. I'm not just sorry, but my typical... Your my name and character, your hair colour and character yeah, in one. Not my fellow orange-tinted orange, <laughs> orange tinted, uh, friend here, but yeah, no, hollow I, just, I like hollow individuals. It's been a while since he's won a race. It's been a while since he's run, but I think... He'll Full, of the, for, for Full of shit ginge. Full of shit ginge, yeah. Same thing, hollow. He's the next one, a lot. Right, enough of me. Dan, who do you like <laughs> I wasn't as I I appreciate the fact that Pipes has not been having a lot of winners, but he it wasn't that long ago when this horse ran. I thought he ran perfectly. Well. This, it looks to me like a very assured jump. This Jericho Rock, I think, pinging around Warwick will be fine. He looks like he'll stay the trip definitely. The way he's seen his last two races out, Chepstow and Newby. So I thought he was a fairly solid favourite. I think this is a hard race. There's a paddle your own canoe angle as well. Second time out for for Skelton, having been with Tizard and showing a bit of, on his reappearance at Haydock. Win only, when all said and done, would be a small suggestion that Chirico Vallis is overpriced. He's had very little racing at three miles plus, and he saw off Kitty's light at Chepstow last time when we saw him. He's not been seen since. That implies to me that they've put him away for this race. not seen him since October. It's his first run over a marathon trip. And yeah, he can spit the dummy, this horse, but his jumping was a lot better last time. It just strikes me as a bit of a Warwick horse, potentially, being really forceful, nipping around the tight turns. If he can get into a rhythm in that back straight, I thought he might make a bold bid. But it is a warm race. That top horse, just as a point of interest, he's great for him, Correct Rambler. Yeah. Sorry, Mitchell, last time. He tanked Daughter. to the front. Yeah. And then just, he was doing a might buy it on the run, and he's got loads of character and... I reckon he'll probably turn temperamental at some point, but he's got an awful lot of ability. One of several in a race that I just thought was very hard. Okay. What about yourself, TC? It is a hard race. Yeah, normally my cup of tea, but I'm a, I haven't had a bet in the race, and I don't think I will. But I, what I will come back to um, Kev's point about not a chance, that um, Alan King watched a really good column in the weekender, and like, like some trainers and some columns, he, he's really honest, and you know he's not only a good bloke, but he's like he said, he, he tells it as it is, and, but he's made no secret all season that this is the race they've been aiming back from. Um, he actually worked, he worked the horse in the visor on Monday, said he really, really perked him up, and, oh, yeah, uh, you know, he's, and, and he's back on the same mark here, so uh, not a chance. If I was going to have a bet in the race, and I was, I was toying with putting up a kill, um, the horse he beat by half a length of the race last year. Um, he's run two really good races this season, but they've been real lung busters in really bad ground at Aintree uh, and uh, at Chepstow in the Welsh National last time. But if you have a look at that Welsh National run last time, he must have lost about 15 lengths at the start. Um, mm. You know, there was a big, I think it was a standing start, wasn't it, Dan? And um, they all yeah. crunched together and literally, he, he literally lost more than he was beaten by. Or, or, or in hindsight, it was pretty ridiculous how the winner suffered in that as well. Absolutely massive effort from that yeah. in hindsight to win because that got that got left four or five at least. Yeah, but like I said, it was, go back and have a look at the start. It was it was really really bad, and the handicapper dropped him three pound for it. I mean, you know, and you know, King considering the ground he lost and the ground he was beaten by. So I thought Akil runner up last year. I thought that was quite intriguing, but I just mm. thought the two really grueling runs in really bad ground might just catch up with him and you know I think a fresher horse might do him and I did like the two at the top of the market so when I like the top when I like the favourites and I, I tend to just shy away from the race so I haven't had a bet and I don't think I will 
Okay, all right, good stuff. So, gentlemen, uh, the last on the card at Warwick before we have a quick mention of Punchestown on Sunday is the three thirty-five. It's the pretense handicap hurdle, and it's so unusual to see a pretense um, qualifier with just the seven runners, including Sarah de Burley, who's here for Gordon Elliott. Would interest me at the price of twelve to one, uh, Dan Barber. Um, I don't know though these quali- these pretense qualifiers. I never know what quite what to make of them. But who do you like these? There's always a feel like it, the crash test dummies, aren't they, to see what mark yeah. the BHA will give some of the Irish lads who come over. Age this fun and games. This McNally's got a runner. JP's got two. I mean, you'd say Sporting John was the first string, wouldn't you? Because he'd been doing it more recently, and you imagine he'd be. This would be less of a long-term objective. With Side of Burley, you're just thinking he will be building back up to having another crack at that race at Cheltenham, or maybe even going for the stayers again. I mean, Sporting John, it looked disappointing last time on the face of it, beating at five to four, but that race has worked out well. Kansas City Chief was then a good second at the track. If I did, yeah, he just got nutted, didn't he, late on at the track next time, and the runner-up has run better since, so maybe he ran a bit better than it appeared, and he was very impressive first time out, but... I'm finding it hard when I try to take all the potential punts and plots out of my mind as, and just for clarity, I find it hard to get away from Riggs. I mean, he's not had much race. He's had one run at three miles when he pushed on Levant very close at Haydock. He's one of those who I'm sure Kev has mentioned in the past. He's got to win if he or, or go very close if he wants to get a run in a, in a Potemps final. He's off 1-3-2. You want to be 140 to guarantee it, I'd say. And... For that reason, the fact, again, they've kept him back. It almost looks like they they were working back from a potential final, and this is the day they've, they're seeking to get qualified. But it's not a case of finishing in the first six, which all bar one of these will do. It's a case with him, I think, where, yeah, you really want to be winning and get up the handicap. Mm, OK, so five to two, then. Uh, you're going with the shorty, then. What about yourself, Tony Calvin? Keeper Hill is in here, Tony, your old yeah. pal. Yeah. Oh, do I still own that horse? Or what's the story? <laughs> I, I, might back him, I might back him each way if I can get seven places, yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, like, this could be an after-you-claw after, after you Claude job, couldn't it? Like, like Dan yeah. said, I think Riggs is the most likely trier, but... You know, he's been, he's been absent since November, that Don Levant run. So whether or not he's had a problem, I don't know, or whether they're just like going to prime him, get a, get him up to the required mark and, and go for it in the attempts. I'm not so sure. But Gordon's bollocks this race, isn't it? Because he, he had nine in at the five-day stage when there were 19 in there. I thought I'd never 19. So I hope the handicapper hasn't put him away and, and stitched him up by... Uh, Gordon's got all his marks collected and he obviously he's only sending the most exposed one over. So... Mm. It's uh, Riggs is Riggs is obviously the most interesting. It's interesting that uh, Alaphilippe was left in the stairs this week as well. So, and off the mark of right. 140, they must think they must think there's a possibility that might go and do something. But a nasty little race, and I'm not playing. Yeah. Yeah. They are muscular at Warwick, aren't they? The skeletons. I mean, they are. It might be that they thought, well, which potential fine qualifier will we go for? Well, we'll go for the one at the track where we have so many winners. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. So, lads, that's, um, you know, Saturday done and dusted, but Kev, obviously, Punchestown is a, it's a decent card on Sunday. Um, the Moscow Flyer Novices Hurdle. Um, a lot of talk about this Dice Art Dynamo. A lot of talk about, like, what is Willie's, you know, battalion going to be for the Novice Hurdle division here? Is Dice Art Dynamo likely to be his main supreme hope, do you think, or what do you reckon? I think, but he's one of those that could be. You know, Sir Gerhardt would look to be the one at the minute, but this fella has a lot of potential seems to have you know had a had a big reputation for a while and this is his testing ground here and you've got i don't know is it guyly billy is that how to pronounce that henry de bromhead um unexposed yeah. horse could be very good 
And you, Willie has another one there, obviously, that, that one in Maiden Hurden too, and JP's Hawaii prize. Games. Yeah, yeah. Hawaii so game. yeah. Th- these are these are all like could be quite good horses. Mm. And we have Gringo Dobrell in there for, of Gordons, who you know went helpfully went over to England last time and finished third the stage star. Um, so we have a nice little line on the English form in here as well. So um, look, if Dysart Dynamo um, being, the, I suppose, the leading candidate amongst them, if he can put a stamp on this, you know, he'll be shortening up significantly in the Supreme Market. So it's a race very much to watch. You know, it's this race and the, uh, what's it called, the Chanel Pharma uh, and the, yeah. the Dublin Racing Festival. Those are the two big novice hurdles left um, yeah. this side of the water. And um, yeah, it'd be fascinating to see who, who lays their claim down. And finally then, Kev, what do you want to see from Bob Ollinger in the uh, Kildare Novice Chase? I mean, he, was, he wasn't foot perfect the last time, but I certainly, I, I certainly p- people maybe were a little bit underwhelmed given what he did over hurdles, but I think he was entitled to that run and he's one to three here. He's going to win the race, I'd say, but what do you want to see from him? Oh, well, I want to see a better performance. Um, look, it, it, you know, the level of form was good. It was, of course, very good for a beginner's chase. You know, he beat Bacardi's and a master McShee, who, who, you know, the latter came out of more yeah. grade one. Since. Yeah. Um, but you just want, we, we knew he was a good horse before that, but we just want, well, I say we, I just want to see a better jumping technique from him. You know, he was a bit out to his left. He was a bit skewy at times. You know, he had a big old nod at the second last. You know, I do want to see a cleaner technique from him. And look, it was his first day um, over fences on the track. So he's fully entitled to improve from us. But, you know, if he's going to go into Cheltenham as a as a big, you know, heavily fancy banker type horse, you know, he needs, for me, I know he needs to be showing more assurance in his jumping. Um, so that'll be the focus point here. He's probably going to go and win, but I, I want to see him do it in a, in a more efficient, um, clean sort of manner than he did on Jason mm-hmm. Gabriel. Is Henry still okay. uh, quietish? Yeah, yeah I think it's fair bit. to say, yeah, that the last bit. kind of month, um, yeah, the last month has been concerningly quiet, I suppose you'd yeah. say. For mm. by again, you have to contextualize it by Henry's high standards. Um, you, you would likely be seeing a few more winners, but I don't mm. think we're in panic stations yet. But if this mm. fellow was to get beat, I think, um, you know, the panic button might be getting pressed in a few quarters. Yeah, I would say definitely getting pressed in a few quarters, right? Good stuff, lads. All that remains is your naps, then. Um, Dan has overtaken Kevin at the top of the leaderboard, plus 99. Kevin plus 90. Um, I am plus 25 after my £4 sweet, sweet profit last week. And TC, let's give us a winner, baby. Our, our league leader from last season. Um, what do you fancy? What's your nap, please, Tony? Um, apologies to Harry Dunlop, by the way. You're not that bad. You nearly, <laughs> nearly are. Um, if I'm allowed, yeah. I want to split my stakes, £5 to win on each. On Chittibello, Betfair SP, and mm. William Henry, Betfair SP, in the Lanzarote, if I'm allowed. Okay. Bar- William Barry Henry, I will allow you. the wall of the thought of work we'll, in this we'll one. Allow, we'll allow you, we'll allow you do it, given, <laughs> given your negative tone, we'll allow you do it. I'm going for um, Marie's Rock in the Lanzarote, win only six to one at the time of recording. Marie's Rock in the Lanzarote. Kevin Blake? I'll go with not a chance. Uh, win and place. I can see him running well. We'll maybe we'll find a one-two good, but hopefully he'll go and win. Okay, win a place for Kev, uh, not a chance. And yourself, Dan Barber. Windy Barber. I was close to Champagne Court, but I'm going to go for Don Levant each way, please, with the extra places at Kempton. Lovely, Don Levant. Gentlemen, enjoy the weekend's race. We're back with Wade in on Monday. We'll be continuing our footsteps to the festival um, on Monday morning, so make sure you tune in for that. Please gamble responsibly, as always, and enjoy the racing. Talk to you soon.